The following is a fourth hand production. Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Oh, you know it, buddy. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. All right. You know what? I figured out this subject is so intoxicating, I had to get myself a fist of Honey Jim Beam tonight. Oh, boy. <laughs> How about you? No, you, I just... you feeling, feeling that intoxicated with this subject? I'm feeling intrigued. What? I got me a Corona. Hey, hey, all right. That's soda in Russia. And water in Mexico. (laughs) That's how they keep hydrated. (laughs) Well, anyway, I mean, I guess we can get right into it. This is a non-subject. I don't, unless you have something else you want to say before we jump into this thing. I got nothing, man. All right. Let's dive right into these Georgia Guidestones. Yes. They're all the way down. Did it say what town they're in? I know they're in the county of Elberton, Georgia. They are... I do have it here. Give me one second here. All right. It's seven miles north of Elberton. Right all off right. of State Highway 77. So Weird I don't... know. just kind of... They're just kind of there. Is Elberton? I thought that was a town. Uh, Elberton... Oh, Elbert County. Elberton is the county. Or, Elberton is the town. Elberton. Jeez. <laughs> Elbert County, Georgia. And the stone set just north of the city of Elberton. Glad we got through that. <laughs> How's the rest of this going to go? <laughs> it's going to go great, man. Just like every episode. <laughs> the monument stands at approximate elevation of 750 feet above sea level. About 90 miles east of Atlanta and 45 miles from Athens. Does it give a direction? Because it's west? I I would say east because I think they are... Okay. I think Elberton is pretty far east. But we'll kind of get into that a little bit later. Yeah. What's so damn special about these stones? That's what I didn't know. Well... I guess we'll start with this guy named uh, Robert Christian, or R.C. Christian, as he'll later be known as. He went into Elberton Granite Finishing Company in June of 79, that's 1979, saying he represented a group of people who wanted a granite monument made. So A group of people. A small group of loyal Americans, yeah, whatever he, that means. He was like the ambassador for this group. He said the monument was meant to shape future mankind. Like so. we're supposed to, I don't, I, maybe that's going to be a final thought. But like we're supposed to strive for what these stones are telling us, or in the catastrophic event, this is how we start over. Well, I kind of get into that a little bit later in my notes. All right. So, uh, Christian, he wanted to remain anonymous. So kind of. So he used a pseudonym. That's not really his name. Correct. So he walked in and he met with uh, this guy, Joe Fenley Sr., who was the president of the Granite Company at the time. Fenley, he, he listened to his you know his spiel, and he was like, all right, this guy, he, he kind of seems legit. So then Fenley contacted this guy, Wyatt Martin, who was the president of uh, the Granite City Bank. Okay. I guess he told Wyatt Martin what, what the deal was. And Wyatt was like, well, send him my way. So he he got sent over to the bank to meet with Wyatt, uh, during which time Wyatt agreed to become the intermediary. So throughout the whole process, basically, Wyatt was the guy. So if they had any questions, they'd ask Wyatt. If Wyatt didn't know the answer, he'd contact RC. Okay. I mean, I I guess that makes sense. It allowed- Wyatt has now become... RC's liaison. Yeah, it allowed RC to remain anonymous a lot easier. Because if he's talking to one guy, it's a lot easier to to keep his identity a secret than if he's talking yeah. to 
you know, he's talking to uh, the guy who runs the crane and the guy who's leveling the ground. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Instead of wearing a hood out there, he's just like, no, I'm going to talk to you and that's all I'm going to talk to. Here's my money. You do, you do what you got to do. Yeah, you know, I didn't even get into it. I forgot to look it up. But from what I remember, they were like, this dude's crazy. So they were like, yeah, we'll do your stupid monument, but we're going to charge you an astronomical amount of money. Thinking, Yeah, what I have here is uh, Joe Finley of Elberton Granite assumed that Christian was a nut and attempted to discourage him by giving him a quote several times higher than any project the company had taken, explaining that the guidestones would require additional tools and consultants. And Christian just accepted the quote. Yeah, man, let's do it. Yeah, so then I guess that's when Fenley's like, okay, this guy's legit. Like, <laughs> let's send him over to the bank, withdraw their monies. <laughs> um, that guy Wyatt told RC, he was like, look, I don't believe that's your real name. And he said, look, if I'm going to do anything, I need to know what your name is. I need to know, like, some information about you in order to get this project underway. Yeah, we can't just give you a loan for, uh, under an alias. I don't know if it was a loan. I don't really know why they went to the bank. I thought it had to be a loan because he wasn't just carrying that type of wad on him. But maybe it was. I don't know. Um, but RC, after that, he was like, RC was like, okay, yeah, you got me. That's not my real name. I just used it because I am a Christian. So he used, what was he, R? Robert? Yeah, Robert Christian. So was Robert his real name? And he made up a last name. I kind of don't think so. Mm, you don't think so? I don't think Robert was his name. Maybe, but I don't know. There's some, like, the one thing I read was there was, like, some real possible wordplay with his name. Really? Well, I don't know how. I didn't oh, really oh, dig oh. into the whole yeah. religious group, but. Yeah, I got that later on in my notes, too. As to, that's, like, towards the end of my notes. All right, I mean, we we'll, can we can we'll do get into we, that a little later. We can do it right now if you want. All right, so dude wanted to be known as R.C. Christian, and then as soon as I heard and uh, read about who he possibly represents, who people think he might represent, the Rosicrucians, mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, this is this is some Scooby Doo stuff. Of course, it's Rosicrucians. You think? I mean, it seems so obvious if. If he wanted to remain anonymous, but it just seems so obvious that R.C. Christian almost sounds like Rosicrucian. Yeah, <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Is is everybody else a cartoon? Could nobody else see this? Is everybody else background characters? Oh, it has to be. It. I mean, maybe not, but it just seems too on the nose for it to not be. Or I don't know. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. He's also well. I guess we'll go back to the Rosicrucian thing after we mention what's on the stones, but he's also been linked to represent the Freemasons, and I have an interesting letter about that that we can get into. Yes. You want to get into it now? Um, it's long. Yeah, just... maybe we'll, we'll get into we'll get into a little bit of him potentially, but we'll definitely read down all the stuff that's on the stones. Yeah, uh, I kind of think we should hold off on that letter till like. Towards the end, because it's kind of, I don't know if it's true, and I don't know the reputation of the site I got it from, the guy swears it's true, and the guy who sent it to him is now dead. Oh, one of those deals. It's it's interesting, but let's hold off on that to, to like towards the end. All right, let's look, let's talk about the structure and stuff. Know what you think? Yeah, yeah. Well, I got it stands, <clears throat> it's on a five-acre piece of land on Wayne Mulenix's farm off of, like we said, uh, State Highway 77, and uh, it was unveiled for the public to see on March 22nd, 1980. It was a big thing, dude. Yeah, it was a big, big deal because it was, they hired the, it, it's granite, this is like granite country. Yeah. Uh, and in the area that they're in, this is like... Elberton is called the granite capital of the world, is what one person said. Okay. okay, so it's called that by one person? 
It was in that video of the guy that I he was uh, on the tour. He was driving down the road and he's like, "Yeah, man, Alberton's considered the granite capital of the world." Well, I mean, it would make sense why there's a granite company there, right? Yes. So they do all these intricate, or, or they used to. Is it the is that granite company still in business? You know, I don't know. I would no, assume I don't know so. Either. Maybe. So but, these slabs of granite are on this five-acre land from, you said it was that farmer? Uh, yeah, Wayne Mulinix. Or, Wayne Mulinix. Or Mullinix. But they, they bought that plot of land off of them to put their, whatever it is, monument? I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Put the big rock with some lots of words on it. Yeah. Uh, so the way the stones are arranged, I almost... It, Whenever I look at the pictures, I'm like, oh, cool, it's only three stones. But that's not the case. Yeah. There's four stones. But whenever I look at it, it looks like three stones sort of in a triangle. But it's it's the four stones on each corner of the, the capstone. Right. One slab stands in the center with four ranged around it. A capstone lies on top of the five slabs, which are astronomically aligned. So not only is this thing, it has all these commandments on it, but it's arranged and designed in such a way that the noonday sun goes through one part of it, and what else is going on with this thing? You know, I didn't get a lot on that, but I I did see at one point, you can see the North, North Star through some part of it yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, where is that? Astronomical features. Here you go. Channel through stone indicates celestial pole. Somehow it's like pointing, it's pointing straight up. That's the capstone. I'm getting out of that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, horizontal slot indicates annual travel of sun. Sunbeam through capstone marks noontime throughout the year. So horizontal slot indicates annual travel of sun. So the slot indicates where the sun is traveling, I guess at noon. So the noonday sun is always coming through. Is that still in the capstone, or is that the piece under the capstone? Because I know there's a horizontal cutout in that. Oh, that's just the astronomic features. I don't know. It, you'd think that would be in the capstone, though, right? Well, no. I wouldn't. Oh, so that's going to be in the... It's a lot easier to look at the sun when it's setting than it is to look at it at noon. Oh, okay. So I would I'm guess... Looking up at it. Yeah, I would guess it would be in that piece that's under the capstone. Okay. Man, I really want to see this thing. <laughs> you haven't seen it? I want to go there. Oh. oh. You know what's interesting? The... What? I was going to say something interesting about that capstone. Uh, it's 25,000 pounds. The capstone? The capstone, 25,000 pounds, which is nothing actually compared to the other stones. But this capstone has a message inscribed on it in four ancient languages. Those languages are uh, Babylonian cuneiform, classical Greek, Sanskrit, and Egyptian hieroglyphics. You want, you want to know what it says? Yes. Let these stones be guidestones to an age of reason. What are you supposed to take from that? I don't know. Also, all the languages on the guidestones are not those languages. So... That is super confusing when I read about that. So why is there four ancient languages, which they're they're not dead or they're kind of dead? They're ancient languages. I would say they're dead. When was the last time ancient you saw Egyptian? Yo, like, I mean, when were you the last time you wrote in hieroglyphics? <laughs> when I said emojis. That's true. We are. We're going right back to it. So maybe it's not dead. Yeah, old, old pictograms coming back, come back around. That is kind of confusing as to why that message would be in those ancient languages. Who does he think uh, an ancient person is going to come to 1980 to see these things? You know, I don't know because, I mean, like I said, those languages don't match any of the languages that have the the guide, the uh, instructions or commandments or whatever. Yeah, and what are those languages? So on one mammoths are in four 16 foot tall 20 ton stones. Damn. 
Yeah. 20 tons each. 16 foot tall, man. But there's... So there's eight different languages. On one, you have English and Spanish. So you figure one side is English, the other side Spanish. So another okay. one... Yeah. Another one, you have Swahili and Hindi. Another one, you have Hebrew and Arabic. And then another one, you have Chinese and Russian. Covering all the bases. Anybody can read it. You know, I got to thinking, I don't know... Is there a correlation as to why those two languages... So why is English and Spanish on the same stone? Is there a reason? There might not be. I might just be trying to draw conclusions where there are none. Or is it just because we're English and Spanish? You know, you got America and Mexico. It seems to me that those languages are not far removed from each other. I don't... Where does... I don't I actually don't know where Swahili is. But Hindi is... Uh, Swahili is like... Mm, East Central Africa, and in and, and around there, and then Hindi is basically India, right? Yeah, and I guess yeah, maybe it just has to be with their geographic locate. They're like basically geographic neighbors. Yeah, because you got Chin- and then, Chinese and Russian. Which, yeah, they're they're on the Asian continent. You got Hebrew and Arabic, Middle East, and they're yeah, they're both on both in Europe. Which I mean, I guess where's is India in Europe or is it in Asia? I think it's Asian, isn't it? Yeah. All right. I don't know why I was confused on that. Pretty <laughs> sure that's Asian. But still, Swahili and, and Hindi, it just seems like those are could be somewhat related. So uh, it's almost like, all right, peoples of this region of the earth can read this one, and peoples of this region of the earth can read this one, and so on and so on. Yeah. All the bases are covered. It, there's no reason why... Anybody who goes to visit it cannot read it. Yeah, but why the ancient the ancient language on the capstone? Right. And that particular message. Let these be guidestones to an age of reason. Are they saying Are we coming into an age of reason? Or are they saying we're just super unreasonable right now and that's gonna lead to our demise? So let these guide you in your now age of reason. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you that we are in an age of unreasonable stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because apparently, I just found out, Russia is testing nuclear-powered guided missiles. What? Yeah. Isn't that awesome? So it's almost like we're in another Cold War. Yeah, I just saw uh, North Korea was launching some shit. Great. Good. I mean, Everybody's coming together. I think... (laughs) I think they were launching it into the ocean. They were, like, testing it or whatever. But, like, right now, dude, like, the whole world's about to die from coronavirus. And that's what you're doing? Yeah, and you're, like, launching your little fucking missiles into the ocean? <laughs> yeah, nothing else to do. But I wonder how North Korea has... I don't think North Korea's released their numbers on the pandemic at well, all. I think what happened was, I I think they just got that new book, uh, Moby Dick, over there. And he's trying to kill the white whale. We start calling him Slowbro. <laughs> you better be careful, dude. I, I think he listens. I mean, that would be rad. <laughs> it would. Did you ever see the movie? <laughs> you ever see the movie The Interview? Yeah. I would go over and interview him. Are you gonna try to kill him? No. Oh. I'm supposed to say no. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> why would you? Yeah. <laughs> no. So on these guidestones. And all these different languages. Uh, you, you ready to get into that? Well, you think we should take a break and then get into those? All right. Let's take a break and then we'll we'll get into what these commandments are for a new breed of people. Dun, dun, dun. Now it's time to get into just what these stones are telling us. Some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way to put it. That's a nice, innocuous way to put it. You know, doing all this research, I, the whole thing, I'm like, dude, this is like a seriously intricate SCP. There's a, I feel like it has some sort of, like, an SCP vibe. It's just this thing in this place, and it's got all these rules and intentions. Yeah, I could see that. But it's these... The commandments? I, I, some people call it commandments. Guides? Well, yeah, like a, a message. I don't. 
is this to bring the world into these things or is it to bring the world back from a horrible horrible event my i want to believe it's to bring the world back from a horrible event if it's to take us to this point number one is fucking scary Oh yeah, I mean, I I can see all, everything else on on this list being something to strive to from now. But mm. number one, ooh, dude, I don't know, man. Go ahead. Some of Let them the people know <clears throat> what this number one is. Some of them I agree with, others I don't. But number one, maintain humanity under five hundred million in perpetual balance with nature. Now, keep in mind. Right now, we have 7.8 billion people. In, I said billion with a B. 7.8 yeah. billion people in the world. That point eight. that's 800 million people alone. So yeah. this thing says to be under that yet. Yes. Now, I think Bill Gates is trying this, Ooh. but I can't pin him on it yet. <laughs> now, this was also an... All right, there was one thing that I read that said they were planning these guidestones, these uh, small group of loyal Americans had been planning these guidestones for 20 years at this point. So dude came forth, and when did he come forth? In 79. And then the stones were finally erected in March 22nd, 1980. So if they had been planning it for 20 years prior to that, that was like... The late 50s, roughly. Late 50s, early 60s. I mean, the world is still... It had been a decade since World War II. Give or take a month or two. Yeah, okay. So if they had been planning those guidestones from then, this was like prime Cold War time. When everybody is like, everybody's guilty. I don't trust you, I don't trust you. Yeah. Did Did your name end in ski? Don't trust (laughs) You get a new neighbor, you're all, you're just watching. Carol, he's bringing in a bottle of vodka right now. <laughs> oh, no, he's not. Oh, no, he's not. Like that show, The Americans. What's number two? You want me to tell him or you want to tell him? You want to do odds? I'll do evens? Sure. All right. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. So if we've called at this point, point in the world 7.3 million billion people 7.8 yeah we oh, have 7.8 oh, but okay. we, we've gotten rid of 7.3 of them that's a lot yeah and you guys Where thought hitler at? was bad yeah <laughs> the asteroids are coming volcanoes are coming look we're gonna this virus is definitely calling some people out of the freaking this plane of existence, which is horrifying in itself. What are we up to? Is it over a million deaths in worldwide? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They hit that a, a few days ago, I think. Or several days ago. Yeah. Well, my issue with this one is improving fitness. That's good, right? Okay. Yes. That's, that's great. Get fit. Be you, So you're productive for society. But guiding reproduction does not seem very ethical to me. Don't guide my reproduction. Uh, I, if you want to dig deeper into this, uh, actually, first of all, my wife just showed me that we are at 1.99 million people infected and 125,000 deaths worldwide. Oh, what what did you say? Did you ask if we're I over, it was a, million over death? a million deaths already? Oh no, I I misunderstood you then. Okay, well now that we're clear, yeah, almost almost two million infected. Which tomorrow morning it'll probably freaking be. And then 125,000 deaths plus. But out of almost 8 billion, yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy for you to say, sitting down in your bunker and where you are. Well, look, I got good Wi-Fi down here in my bunker. <laughs> you ready for number right. three? Is it, well, well, you were saying about guide reproduction wisely. Okay. Um, w- Would you... Would you agree that some ethnicities are more capable of uh, fighting certain things than others? 
or more susceptible to certain things than others. It's a nice po- politically correct way to say that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's science. Bi- it's biology. So if we were to guide reproduction in such a way that we get all the good things. Mm, I don't like it, no. man. No, that seems. Like no. I mean. So are you're you... cool with that chihuahua with that wonky eye. You're going to guide reproduction. Suddenly there's a chihuahua with a wonky eye and you're like, you know what? He's, he's a keeper. He's unique, man. It's natural. <laughs> what? We'll keep him, but like he's got all the allergies. We're going to keep him. Basically, what you're saying is you agree with CRISPR, the gene editing shit. Yes? Uh, I, I don't know if I necessarily ag- agree with that. I, I don't want a designer baby. Well, that's what guiding reproduction would do, in a sense. Uh, I mean, that's you picking it. Like, you're going down the, the McDonald's menu. Yep, I want the Quarter Pounder, a Royale in France. <laughs> a Royale with cheese. <laughs> Cheese or no cheese? Eh, skip the cheese tonight. Onions, yes. Lettuce, no. Skip that. Freckles. Oh, I don't. I don't want a designer baby. I don't be. <laughs> did you say breast? No, I said freckles or no freckles. <laughs> right. I, I want, but the bad thing is when when you're playing games with that. Well, if you have CRISPR, then you can just you can. Yep, I want that one. Boop, 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 boop. Then you just you just fill in all the. You fill in the correct circles. All right. Well, I strongly disagree with this. And this one is answer B. And this one is answer D. You just, you're just picking. Yeah. But in the early days of, of getting the dogs that they wanted, they would get to a point and like, okay, well, I like this feature, this mutated thing that happened to this dog. So I'm going to take this one and breed this one and breed that into existence. Yeah. But then with, with the guided reproduction, that would take... For damn ever. Oh yeah. Also, I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like it. You just want. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't like it. All right. We'll leave it at that. Let the people decide. <laughs> uh, you don't like it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm not for it necessarily. But that's how. That's how I understand it. You guide it to the desirables, and you weed out the undesirables. What does that do, like people for people like you and me, though? I'm probably undesirable. <laughs> As am I. I'm not tall. I'm out of shape at this point. I don't yep, have blonde hair, blue teeth. eyes. Although, currently in my life, I don't get sick a lot. That's good. And I keep thinking that's because it's more of a a nurture thing. Nature versus nurture. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily in my genes. But it's because I was exposed to things growing up. Like, dude, we swam in that Charlestown River and we batted dead fish away from us like it was nothing. So that's, Nate, you're saying nature. No, nurture, right? It, N- it, I had to build it. No, nature, nurture would be like you, you were babied, you were coddled away from it. You were protected from it. But where, not. Right, so nature is basically they threw you to the wolves and you build up an immunity to it. Hmm. Guess I'm kind of backwards on that then. Cause I thought I, nature was that it was, it was already in your genes. This is what, you, this is natural. This is what's happening because this has happened before. This is how you're built and nurturing is, uh, you're experiencing. Guess well, not. I mean, it's possible that I, I don't understand it. There's a lot that I don't understand. (laughs) Who knows? Are you ready for number three? Let's do number three. This one I agree with. Unite humanity with a living new language. Well, I half, I partially agree with. Partially? Well, don't make a new one. Right. And let's not go back to hieroglyphics. And not to sound like the ignorant American, just make it all English. A lot of the world speaks English anyway, pretty well. Yeah, and that that rubs my conspiracy brain a little bit and being like, oh, see, the winners wrote the history. Were we the winners? Were we the good guys? The winners wrote the history doesn't mean we're good guys or bad guys. And now it seems like most countries in the world teach English as another language. It's a language of business. 
It really is. I mean, of course, Britain is is all English. They're just slightly different accent than we are, with slightly different variations. Mm-hmm. I, and Australia and Ireland, which is part of UK, but still a slightly different <laughs> variation on English. Australians are British. Yep, they're criminals from Britain. Yeah, it's fine. But I mean, that's... we talked about that. Yeah, if if it's even real, <laughs> if Finland's even real, it's probably <laughs> not even there. But yeah, I, so there's a healthy chunk of the Earth that speaks some form of English. It's not American English. It's not UK English. It's not Australian English. But all those different groups of people can understand each other. Mm-hmm. But if you just throw in like a Japanese person who speaks English, then you can you can gather what they're saying without knowing their home language. So, I mean, English is makes sense. So, I told you I'm reading 1984. I'm not done it yet. Yeah. First time reading it, they're making what they call new speak, which is it's English minus all the nonsense words. Basically, it says you have good and you have bad. If you have good, why do you need excellent, fantastic, and well, and why do you need all that shit? Like, make it good, super good, or like r- real good, or some something like that. So, okay. instead of having all these other words, break that good, bad down to just six different words. So, it's, it's levels of good and it's levels of bad. That's yes. it. So you, in English, you can say good. I have them in different ways. Like if you say, how you doing? I can say, oh, I'm good. I'm excellent. I'm fantastic. I'm superb. I'm yeah, fantabulous. Well, whatever. Right. We just need good, gooder, and goodest. Yes. So <laughs> that's where I kind of a, a living new language. I can kind of see like English with a twist. Pretty sure some languages actually do that, though, right? Is they actually have levels of good or levels of the same word, I think, maybe. But that would be a really interesting episode, too, on languages or the minimalist languages. Because there is a group of people that are trying to do, like, the most minimal words or and letters in a language. You know who I think is heading that? R.C. Christian. This mother... <laughs> what What I thought about earlier was, is this dude dead? Like, did he find a fountain of youth somewhere? Because dude disappeared. He, he put all this stuff into motion, and he was all but there when it was unveiled. But actually, some people think he was in the audience when it was unveiled. Really? Ted Turner was in the audience. Oh, my God. You just... <laughs> Straight to the... <laughs> Actually, that's a common theory. It is a common theory. All right, number four: rule, <laughs> passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Now, I'm a little confused by this one. What does tempered reason mean? It almost seems like to me that's like in moderation. Why do they so have to rule any of this? Why rule, passion, faith, and tradition? Yes. I don't know. I don't, I don't think... know at what level passion they are, but to me, faith is the belief that there's something else. But maybe there's something else after this life, or there's you just keep going. You know, this is a shitty time, but tomorrow is still coming. Yeah, I mean, faith could. It doesn't have to be. Religion, if faith could be anything, you have faith that your right. football team's going to win, or you have faith yeah. that football is even going to play this year. You know, like who? <laughs> we say football. We're Americans. We're talking about American football, not soccer. Where they kick it w- once or twice during the whole game. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't maybe get a it. couple times. <laughs> They're like, no, this is football. You should foot the whole time. Don't touch it. But that should be called that, handball. That, all that bleeds right into tradition. So you're, we're always going to do this thing. Like for your birthday, you, you know your birthday. I mean, you don't necessarily celebrate it the same way every year, but you're aware 
of this time in your life. It's your one more cycle around the sun or Christmas, which is like a bleeding of faith and tradition. But still, the tradition, while similar, is different for everybody. Yeah, I, I, yeah, of course. So don't rule that. I don't, you know what I mean? They shouldn't say, all right, you wake up in the morning, you open your presents. Then you go and you visit family. Or then family comes over. Then you have dinner. Like, what if we do it differently? You think, you think it's at that level? Like, on a, an hourly level? That they would rule that tradition? Uh, I would. I would think that it's a little more like... If they were planning to rule it, all right, this is what the whole world's going to do on this day, which is basically New Year's, really. Okay. But everybody has to do it this way. You do it this way so we don't mess everything up. That's that's a weird level of control. It's too much control. I don't like it. But all things with tempered reason. But like, So you would have to give some sort of intelligent reason to rule it that way we're going to celebrate it on this day and this is how we're going to do it there's going to be fireworks and you need to calm down now you don't want fireworks all right fine if you don't want fireworks fireworks are going to happen at this time so you have the choice to be here or go somewhere else okay we're going to open presents look this is what's going to happen we're going to we're going to get up we're going to open presents and then a little bit later we're going to have have dinner if you don't want any of those if you don't want something of one of those things, you don't have to participate. Does that sound good? Okay. I mean, you're basically just describing how the world is now, right? Or at least yeah. the U.S. I don't know. I mean, the Middle East, I yeah. don't think it's quite like that. Well, there you go. Don't don't come out with your freaking... Don't kick the door open at 4.30 in the morning and start shooting stuff. Whoa! New Year! <laughs> Let's not do that. Well, what do you say? I don't know. Number five? Number five. Number five. <laughs> Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Yes. 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 Done. <laughs> There's no no argument here. Nope. Number six. <laughs> <laughs> Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. So... Let's not have a military presence in every freaking country in the world. Okay. We're not the world police, right? Right. But, but if somebody starts to bleed their argument, it's a it's a domestic dispute, not an international dispute. If it bleeds over into international dispute, then we got a problem. You sound like you want the NWO, man. It sounds like an NWO thing. External disputes in a world court? So if Russia is mad at the U.S. and we go to, I don't know, what, Greenland, and then our lawyers versus their lawyers, and then there's one judge for the fucking world who's like, yep, Russia, you're right, America, you're wrong, you're punished. We can't fight hmm. back because there's one judge for the world. There's one court. Would there be one judge? It would, wouldn't it be a... I mean, it's one court. It's a world court. court. But see, that's kind of fucks me up about courts. Is because with the jury, they get so far in the jury, but in the end, the judge is still like, "Okay, well, this is what you're going to have to do." Regardless of what the jury says, like, "Okay, dude's guilty," but then the judge, the judge picks the uh, punishment, right? The consequence. Yeah, the judge picks the the, ju the, the punishment. jury doesn't pick that. No, but the judge could be biased. So if the jury finds them not guilty and the judge is thinking he's guilty, then he's good. You know what I mean? Like, say uh, the judge, he uh, he doesn't like people from Australia. He hates them. Oh. Oh. He's like, I hate that down on the bullshit. And then, you know, you got uh, this Australian guy and he's like, this bitch is guilty. No jury. Boom. Life for stealing a Mars bar. Is Mars Bar? I don't know. But, you know, but... What should I call it? If you have a jury, they could be like, no, nah, this dude didn't... St he, obviously, he didn't steal it, and the judge is like, fuck. All right. Uh, well, 
Okay, well, what's your interpretation of this? Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. I think it's pushing for an NWO. I think it's a stepping stone for the NWO. But don't you... I don't know. I think it would be better if we were one people of the Earth, don't you? Because we well, need to get off this bitch at some point. Yeah, we're one race. Yes. It would be great if we, we could all speak one language Okay, or that's, understand that each was, other. That was number three. Correct. We're, we're, on, we're on number six now. So how would you handle a world of one people? No borders. But somehow we still have nations. So I guess we're going to have to have some kind of borders. Don't come on my property. I mean, you need a border. Even, even though I don't have a fence, I still have a border of my yard. Yeah. Why? Because that's yours. Yes, I agree with that. You paid for it. You you paid for it. You don't want your neighbor to come over and take a shit. Not his dog, not. but you don't want your neighbor to come over, take a crap in your yard. <laughs> because I paid for it. Are you, are you mowing my lawn? Are you going to step in your own shit? No, you're shitting in my yard, so you don't step in it when you mow your yard. Comrade, why are you shitting in my yard? <laughs> okay. All right, so you've got your property, and I've got my property. At what point do these properties then blend into nothing if we are a one united Earth humanity race? When you don't have to pay for property. When you don't have to fight for property. When you don't have to, when, well, I don't want to sound like a a socialist here, but like when everyone gets the same size the same, I don't know, plot of land. Everyone has one acre. Then over here is a little bit communist to me. Well, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> when you don't, when it's just given to you, when, but if I pay for my property, yeah, you can't, I don't want you coming over here and doing whatever the hell you want. You can't have a bonfire in my backyard. Right. I agree. Totally agree. Even though you, me and my neighbor were both, humans if we lived in a commune then okay it's shared pro or it's shared land okay that makes sense to me so that's on the individual family level then when we get to the uh county level and the united states we got personal property then we got a town level then we have a county level and then we have a state level and then we'll have the country level something like that a variation of that. So your town might have these rules and then your county has rules on top of that. And then your state has rules on top of that. And your country has rules on top of that. Mm -hmm. If we were a one world race, the United States rules will have to equal the Canadian rules. And then we would just be the Americas. We just happen to be in America. Do the Mexican rules and South American rules? I guess Mexico is actually North America. But anyway, we don't have the same rules and laws and stuff. That's what makes it great. So you can go to Mexico and get away with shit you can't get away with in the U.S. Yes. But if we had a one world government, that government government makes the laws, makes the rules, and you can't fucking escape it. Even if you don't agree with it, what happened? You can't go what, to what would happen you can't go if to Denmark and and do all the cool shit in Denmark, and then come back here and be like, "Damn, I missed on that cool shit in Denmark. I can't do it here." Yeah, and then if you really love it, just fucking move there, become a legal citizen there, and enjoy what you enjoy. That's the struggle of what a world order, a world government, would have to contend with. Or they don't contend with it, and they would just have a some sort of police force. There's enough people on this freaking planet that there would be a police of every damn shape, size, and color. It would be a world military because they couldn't just Basically. do it. They couldn't do it with just normal police. It would be a world government telling us what we can and cannot do. One government, and then martial law around the world. And the issue with that is uh, face. So if 
if you see a nationality and ethnicity that matches yours, whether you're on the military slash police side or you're on the lawbreaker side, per se, the civilian, the non-military, non-police side, Mm -hmm. you would automatically feel a companionship for them. Not a companionship, but, you know. Camaraderie. Uh, uh, Yeah, that's it. That's the that's the word. That's a good. So currently, what was it was in two thousand late two thousand sixteen, early two thousand seventeen in the comic books for uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America. Captain America gave his shield to Sam Wilson, the Falcon. Mm -hmm. Currently, there is a group called the Americops. So it's all the 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 police force and whatever city that's in. They have these masks on, but they're just solid. They just surround their head, mm-hmm. and they're a chrome finish. They're a mirrored finish. So, I mean, you see yourself, but you don't see who's behind that mask. The Maricops don't even know who the Maricops are. So everybody is ruling the same exact way, which I don't necessarily agree with. But then there's no face. There's no, there's no ethnicity. There's no camaraderie. You're just loyal to that uniform. Yeah, but aren't you? You're still gonna, you're still gonna profile because they can still see out. They can still see out, but then they still have to abide by their own laws. So your comrade Americop is still gonna have to abide by the same rules unless there's some sort of, um, unless you you're well. If you go side with the citizen, then you're gonna break the law, and then now you're guilty of breaking that law, and you're. Other Americop buddies have to now hone you in. Okay. And I guess that actually, I guess that kind of bleeds into number seven here. Go ahead. Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot I was odds. <laughs> Avoid petty laws and useless useless officials. So, I mean, what are petty laws? Uh, the weird laws that we talked about? Yeah. I mean, we've gone over them. <laughs> we've gone over them. And useless no officials. Dogs barking after nine o'clock in Connecticut, or some sort of nonsense like that. And useless officials, dude. There's plenty of them. Yeah. So we're in agreement here. Yeah. Which then I guess all that speak bleeds right into number eight. Balance personal rights with social duties. I don't like this one. Why? Because it sounds to me like saying you earn your personal rights by doing things in society. Like, if you want an hour of TV time, you better go ladle some soup at the soup kitchen. So you're buying free time. Yes. That's balance personal rights with social duties. It's say, Basically, it's saying, like, if you want to do the fun shit, you better go over here and do the shit you don't want to do to help society. And that's not freedom to me. That's not freedom. But then they are trying to do... uh guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. So you balance personal rights with social duties. So you can't just be a slob. You can't just not end this world. I get it to to a certain extent because I don't think somebody should be lazy and reap the benefits of everyone else. But you're also saying that they should not be forced into cleaning up the highway. Correct. It should be a, a ethical choice. You should just be drawn to do stuff like that. Not forced to do it. And don't tell me I have to, I don't know, I got to volunteer 12 hours a week in order to have my weekend free kind of thing. By Buying free time. That's... That's the way I take it. I could, I, it's possible I'm misinterpreting, but balance personal rights with social duties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like buy-in free time to me. So you're telling me I'm gonna have to go out here and clean up this highway for six hours, so I can get one hour of game time later. Mm. I like my game time. It's a struggle with four kids, but yeah, <laughs> I like my game time. <laughs> Just the. The words social duties, I don't like. It sounds it sounds forceful. Exactly, yeah. I don't have a social duty. 
here in the United States, you could totally do nothing, and somehow you're going to be just fine. Somehow, I'll tell you how, but I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I know those people. <laughs> you want me to tell uh, you about number nine? Yes, please. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. I have no that fucking clue. That sounds like some sort of level of karma. Prize, truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. If you if you forget that beauty and love crap, <laughs> seeking harmony with the infinite, the infinite sounds like it's it's not the god that we know, but it's it's the, the, the next life. It could be the god we know, because the he's infinite. he's infinite, right? He was never born. Yes. Who's never going to die. He's infinite. So maybe they're just kind of covering their asses to say, hey, with the infinite, whoever you, <laughs> whoever yeah, it is. Like they, they couldn't say God with, uh, with, uh, you know, all the, the Omna, all, all the things, the infinite. It's all the things. Yeah. I mean, there's a, they put a ton of different languages on there. They can't say God. Right. Cause then like, you know, you got Hindi and what the fuck? God, you know, <laughs> right? No, man, I believe in Shiva. That's the goddess of destruction, man. Is at she? CERN, yeah. You know, that's the the right. statue at CERN. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is, my friend. Shiva, that right out there. Seems a little. Mm, mm. Why? Because it was a cool, like, looking figure, a cool figurehead. Look at this badass thing. I'm going to put this thing out here because we're smashing atoms together. Look at this. And we're going to destroy the uh, world. <laughs> I'm, um, uh, Mr. CERN President, sir. You know that's the goddess of a... De- I don't care. Did you also know our collider kind of looks like 666? I did know that. Keep going. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Keep going. <laughs> Move along. Move along. Number 10. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. I mean, that goes back to number one. I suppose. In, so we're culling the um, the tumor. We're, we're removing the major tumor of the earth. Yeah, it's like like we're the uh, the gut bacteria. But when there's too much of it, it fucks you up. But when there's enough, just an, the right amount, you're good. Moderation. Yeah. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things, all things, and all things with tempered reason. Mm. <laughs> but the funny thing is that actually says leave, leave room for nature twice. Yeah. So these are some some crazy druids that came in here with all this money. They're like, oh, I, I made all this money from the maple tree. So, I mean, uh, no, I didn't. Can I have some of your money? <laughs> it's fine. We're all brothers here. Some weird druidism. Leave room for nature. It's all natural. Well, so I guess there's some local ministries who believe the stones are linked to Satanism and witchcraft. And mm, see, that's what I was alluding to in our previous episode. That I was that that dawned on me. Like something about that made me think of Satanism. Yeah, like a paganism witchcraft type. Like yeah, leave room for nature. Leave like. They, I mean, I could be out of line. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of, you know, Wiccan and paganism. But I believe they essentially worship nature. So it seems a little weird. In that uh, that video I watched, that movie, the one you told me to watch. Yes. There's a guy on there. Uh, his name is Scott Mize. M I Z E. He's a pastor. Of the Bethel E. Baptist Church in Elberton. And he says he knew people who lived very close to the monument. He says those people would let him know when there were people at the monument. And then this is, here's some quotes. Doing their rituals. They were chanting, throwing down rose petals. End quote. Uh, He said at times there would be sacrifices made there of animals. He's not sure what kind of animals, but there was blood. He also, (laughs) yeah. He also makes claim that, quote, they are obviously a cult. They're obviously a satanic worship type things. 
end quote. <laughs> okay. So we I know just, his role. I just typed it up, typed it as he said it. So I don't, they're obviously a satanic worship type things. I'm sure he wish he could take that line back and like maybe just word it a little better, <clears throat> but he doesn't make them look very smart. <laughs> There was somewhere that I saw it was, I like the quote and I didn't keep it. It was something about uh, Antichrist. Well, real quick while you're looking for that, uh, right. according to Wyatt, who obviously had direct contact with RC, uh, RC says this monument was meant as a rallying point at which a new society could emerge from an old one. So sounds a like... A rallying point. So like... Um, Sounds, some stuff goes down, then meet me at the stones. Yeah, like a like a safe zone. Like everybody's, you know, like the zombies are coming. You're rushing to the safe zone, and like we said, this was during the Cold War, not long after World War II. So it's possible they were thinking, they're. I mean, we could have been killed at any minute. We could have been wiped out, except for a few surviving people. Yeah. Which, that's a scary thought. Yeah. I still it? can't find the thing about Antichrist. Hmm. Fine, I'll go on to something else. So, here's an interpretation from Yoko Ono, of all people. She oh. praised the inscribed messages as a stirring call to rational thinking. Okay. I don't think it's rational thinking. It's not. N- no, I don't see all of them being rational. Oh, here we go. Wired Magazine stated that the unspecified opponents of these guide stones, of making all these things happen, the people that are against it, have labeled them as the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist. Oh. I don't think so. I think the Antichrist would not want 500 million people. He would probably want zero, right? He he wants all them souls. Well, I mean, he would want zero on the earth. He's like, 500 million, fuck that. Ugh. But was he, well, at that point he could farm souls. Could he? I don't know what he can do. I mean, you're telling him, all right, I only want 500 million people here. And when, and in 10 years, I'm going to wipe out anything above 500 million. Those souls are mine. Okay. I mean, do you think the Antichrist would sound like that? It might sound a little darker. Those souls are mine. (laughs) So, I mean... Something like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. The Guidestones have become a subject of interest for conspiracy theorists. You're welcome. One of them, an activist named Mark Dice, I have no idea who that guy is, demanded that the Guidestones be smashed into a million pieces and then the rubble used for construction project. The construction with the, with the rubble of that stuff, man. He was claiming that the Guidestones are a, a deep satanic origin and that R.C. Christian belongs to a Luciferian secret society related to the New World Order, as you have been saying all along. Yeah, I was I was getting ready to say it. I'm not saying he's wrong. The Satanism thing, I don't know. I don't. I really don't think this has anything to do with Satanism. Maybe we should get into Satanism sometime. Yeah, I think it's... I think Satanism is slightly misunderstood in a lot of sex. Oh my goodness. I don't Is that where is that where you're going with that? Look. It's no joke. I'm a, I'm a I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. All that. But I think you hear Satanism and you think of a bunch of antichrists running around like yeah, don't horns of the devil and drinking blood yeah. and I, yeah, I that's yeah. that's not quite it. That's not that's not what they or about. Uh, so maybe that episode could be called You Don't Understand Satanism. Do you? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Uh, do you how how do you want to end this? Cuz we're kind of kind of there, dude. I guess we could keep going, but yeah. kind of there. I mean, I do have that letter from about the Freemasons, but that's that's kind of long. Like we don't really have time. Let me You want to read a paragraph of it? All right. Well, so this is on like vanshardware.com. What? And like the shoe? No, not the shoe. I don't know. I don't really know what it is. So but maybe it's total BS. It's very possible. But I stumbled across it 
I thought it'd be kind of interesting to read. So the guy, he gets a anonymous email from some guy who claims to know who R.C. Christian is and who he represents. And he, there's a paragraph before, but then he says, Here's the truth as I know it to be. The Georgia Guidestones were built by Freemasons. This should come as no surprise. Let me tell you why they were built where they were built first. The Guidestones were built in Albert County for a few reasons. One reason, vast quantities of pyramid blue granite. Truly good for monument building. Uh, in uh, parentheses it says, The granite continues this day as a mecca attracting many Freemason tradesmen. Another reason, Elberton, the town, was founded by Freemasons. As a matter of fact, it was named after Samuel Elbert, a very famous historical Freemason you can read plenty about. Even in his day, Elbert's life was spared by a British Mason officer's bayonet due to recognizing him as a Mason during battle. Elbert's Mason-coded cry of distress was, I guess, what he realized, I don't know. Lastly, Elbert County sits on an easternmost edge of the continent. This is very meaningful to Masons because the sun rises in the east. It is common knowledge that Masons consider the sun and its rising to be metaphorically divine. This is why for okay. over 20 years, Elberton's sister city was Muir Kagawa, Japan, the land of the rising sun. Huh. It was... It was only known known for that as for twenty years. I yeah, I guess that's kind of a short time in Rising Sun history. <laughs> All right, it's a short time in a lot of history, right? Yeah, but I mean, okay, yeah, uh, that makes total sense. If it's the most eastern part of the United States, okay, I can see how that has significance to parties involved. I guess maybe. Uh what do you um, think? I mean, that was the first paragraph. I can share this link when we post this, and uh, then people can oh, read so, through this letter if they want. So there's a lot more. Yeah, it's, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, six paragraphs, some pictures, six, seven, eight. Was he writing a book to somebody? Yeah, it's a, it's a long one. A short novel. We didn't even mention there's like, apparently some time capsule under it oh yeah but there's no date on when to open it it says open on and then nothing right nothing there's nothing after that oh and the other thing is i guess we didn't actually get into everything that's scrawled across all these granite stones because the one thing is rather odd isn't it so astronomical features number one channel three stone indicates celestial pole Number two, horizontal slot indicates annual travel of sun. Number three, sunbeam through capstone marks noontime throughout the year. And the author is R.C. Christian. And then in parentheses, it has a pseudonym where it's pseudonym is spelled with an M on the end. But for some reason, it was misspelled. Was that misspelled on purpose? How did I forget that? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I totally forgot it too until I was just thinking about the end of it. I do. And then the sponsors for the whole thing: a small group of Americans who seek the age of reason. And then time capsule placed six feet below this spot on to be opened on. And that's and it. Just that's that's it. It just leaves it there. But for some reason, pseudo. It's almost definitely supposed to be pseudonym. P S E U D O N Y M, but for some reason this is spelled P S E U D O N Y N. There had to be somebody who was like a spell checker on this thing. You can't just mess that up on a giant piece of stone. You spell yeah. you threw M's and everything else. How'd you mess that one up? Yeah, just change. You can change the N to an M. You can make it work pretty easily. It's not gonna look great. Pretty easily. No, it's not gonna look great. But I mean, we should also. Also mentioned that many people believe the Rosicrucians did not exist. So I don't know if that's something we'll get into in, a, in another episode. But they believe the Rosicrucians was an idea that spawned the Freemasons. Wow. 
Yes, we should definitely get into that. Yeah, although the what the Rosicrucians apparently stood for, uh, actually, I I got it right here. Uh, teaching their teachings are a combination of occultism and other religious beliefs and practices, including Hermeticism, Jewish mysticism, and Christian Gnosticism. The central feature of Rosicrucianism is the belief that its members possess secret wisdom that was handed down to them from ancient times. Which Damn, dude, they're they're X-Men. Would make sense for the Guidestones. It sounds they think they have uh, secret wisdom. It was handed down to them. So basically, nobody else can restart humanity. Nobody else can restart civilization but us. Let's put the commandments up. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's all I got, man. Yeah. Um. Hey, is anybody going to, when shit goes down, who's going to meet us at the Stones? I'm going. I already got my bags packed. I'm ready. Bone, Bone Thugs and Harmony, they want to meet at the Crossroads, but I want to meet at the Stones. Well, I think the Crossroads is Highway 77 and... uh Route 66? No, no. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, Georgia Guidestone Drive. Isn't that what they called it? Georgia Guidestone Drive. I think so. Meet me at the crossroads, crossroads. Dang, dude. Bone thugs. Were you part of that group? You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did not nail it. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess that's that. I mean... I don't even know what to ask the people. What are we going to ask the people? What do you think the Godstones mean? Do you think it's setting up for NWO? Who do you think did it? Do you think it was Ted Turner? We didn't even get into that whole thing. No, that's uh, apparently been disproven, but... Uh, Age doesn't quite make it. Yeah, so, I mean... Or is it just some crazy-ass white dude and another white dude that said, all right, we're going to do these things, and we kind of know some languages, so this is what we're going to do. I got a bunch of money. Let's really fuck with some people for the next several generations. Well, I don't think they would have to know the languages. And they would also have to be rich as fuck. Not if you own the Granite Company. Oh. So you think, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. I I never thought of that, but. Inside job. So maybe Mr. Christian never existed. They just made him up. Nothing. Whole cloth. Wow. Maybe. Well. Why don't you let us know? Bring on the weird at gmail.com. Get us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those places. Shoot us a message. Let us know what you think. Oh, yeah. And uh, let people know where we are. If you're listening to us, you're probably listening to us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Where else are we? I don't know. Everywhere. iHeartRadio. Yeah. Pandora. Did you say Pandora? I didn't say Pandora. We're on Pandora. And stay weird, world. And we'll see you guys next time.